Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. In this post, I'm going to give you some good old-fashioned Christian advice on dating. If you are a Christian woman looking for a date, then of course there are some Christian dating boundaries that you need to stick to. And furthermore, if you are a Christian woman, then I'm pretty sure that it is your goal to find a good Christian man, aka an equally yoked partner, which I have a separate blog post on and you can click the link down below to read to share your life with. So when I mention these tips, I know for a fact that some of you are not going to be feeling it because it may make you sound like a prude. But either you want God to take control over your relationships or you want to keep doing it the exact same tired behind way, getting the same exact tired behind results that you've been getting with the same exact tired behind men. You can also check out my video below on different ways that you can attract men according to Esther in the Bible. And as I said in my book specifically for single women, Fix It Jesus for Single Women Only, that you can click the link down below to buy. If you are a single Christian woman asking God to send you a man, then you need to go about this whole dating thing God's way. I'm going to be so real with you for a minute and possibly even piss a few of you off when I say this. So many Christian women want to be halfway in and halfway out. You say you want God and what God has to offer, but then when God requires that you do something, even if it means not to have sex, you act like you can't do it. Now, either you want God to be in your relationship status situation or you don't. Pick and choose a side because you cannot have it both ways. I know your deeds that you are neither hot or cold. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Revelations 3.15-16 through NIV version. Once again, you can click the link down below to buy my book. But if you are ready for a change, some great Christian advice on dating, you are tired of doing the same old, same old, then what do you have to lose? If you want to be a good Christian woman attracting a good Christian man, then don't be in and out regarding your dating practices. As I give you these tips, don't think that I'm trying to be a prude or that I want to ruin all of your fun. It's the opposite. I'm trying to help you increase the likelihood of you attracting the type of man that you want and repelling the ones that you don't. And don't forget to check out my video down below for the top tips for Christian single women. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel for more content. Now let's get into it, shall we? Number one, get someone who shares your beliefs. The first Christian advice on dating is to get someone who believes in God. I mean, come on now. I think it should go without saying that you should be dating someone who is equally yoked with you. When we talk about being equally yoked, I'm going to refer to the very basic definition as it states in the Bible. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness. 2 Corinthians 6.14 Granted each person may not worship the same or have the same exact level of spirituality, but in Christian dating you should be at least dating someone that is Christian. The whole point of having a godly relationship is that God will be in the center of your relationship. It is going to be hard to have a godly relationship with someone who does not believe in God. That is why it is more important to have someone who is equally yoked with you, which I said in my separate blog post that you could click the link down below to read. As I said in my book specifically for single women, Fix It Jesus for Single Women Only, that you can click the link down below to buy. 
For myself and many Christian women, God guides your steps always. Proverbs 16, 9. If the man you are dating is not listening to God, then who is guiding his steps? And if no one is guiding his steps, then where are you two going? You should want to be with a man that pushes you closer to God and not away from God. He could be the finest man that you ever did see. But if he is not a believer like you, then let go and let God. Do not try to save his soul to make him fit and do not throw Jesus out of the window because you want to be with him. You cannot change people, only God can. Also, don't forget to check out my video down below on the dangers of picking someone who is unequally yoked with you. Number two, no sex, aka celibacy. The second Christian dating advice I'm going to give you is that you are going to have to stop a few things. And sex outside of marriage is one of those thing, things. We know it's wrong. God says it's wrong. So before you give me a bunch of ifs, ands, or but about the whole celibacy thing, then understand that literally the Bible says not to do it. And certainly you are not trying to argue with the Bible. But among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Ephesians 5.3 but more than anything, not engaging in sex outside of marriage is for your benefit, which I talk about in my video down below. I mean, just think about it. Have you ever had sex with a man that you regretted it? He ghosted you afterwards or had sex with the man that you're just not with anymore? Just think about if you were celibate, you probably would not have experienced the pain of him leaving you and not had sex with him. Without sex, you rid yourself of lust and you can see the person for who they really are. Sex can confuse things and sex can make you think that you are in love with someone when you are really just in lust. There are also some other benefits to celibacy, which you could click the link down below to read. But the most important one, in my opinion, is that it keeps men who are not really that interested in you and only want you for your pants anyway away. If they are not getting sex and they are only there for the sex, then they're going to leave. Also know that your fear may be that you may... Also know that your fear may be that you find a man you like, tell him that you're not going to have sex with him, and then he leaves. Well, first, I'm celibate and have been for many years. You can click the link down below to find out why. And I can say that no man that was really feeling me and liked me left because I did not want to have sex with him. The ones who did leave left because they only wanted sex anyway, and the ones who kept dating me for me wanted me for me. And when it did not work out with these men because I did not have sex with them, it was really no harm, no foul. I want to take another excerpt from my book, Four Single Women, which you can click the link down below to buy. Many men may try to tell you that because you have already had sex that you do not have the right to be celibate. Then you will give in to having sex because you do not want to lose him. You do what he tells you to do, even though your celibacy is important to you. Remember this. No one has the right to tell you what you should and should not be doing with your body. Or better yet, tell him to empty out his bank account and give you all of his money. He probably will tell you that you don't have the right to his money because you're not his wife and he has no obligation to you. This will prove your point. You have no right to tell him what to do with his money, just like he does not have a right to tell you what to do with your body because you have no obligation to him. And the point here is just like you do not own his money, he doesn't own your body and access to your body is what he will get when he becomes your husband. So if your ultimate goal is that you are dating to get married, then why would he buy the cow if he is getting it for free? Number three, don't put yourselves in compromising positions. The third piece of advice is something that I spoke about in a blog post before, which you can click the link down below to read. 
The best Christian dating advice that I can give you is that you need to be intentional about the no sex rule. There is no verbally saying that you do not want to have sex and in the same breath you go to his house at 11 p.m. with a bottle of vodka in your hand and your bikini line shave wearing a thong. You already know where situations like this are going to lead and when it leads to sex, the oops, it just happened is not an excuse when you put yourself in that position in the first place. I cannot tell you what you can and cannot do exactly because each person's temperament is different. Some people can hang out one-on-one and not have sex, and some people that once they are alone, they cannot help themselves. However, you should know your triggers and you should use common sense. If you know you will be tempted to have sex when going on vacation with a man, even if you book separate rooms, then don't go. A common sense is not laying next to a man in his bed half naked to watch television at 2 a.m. in the morning. So just be intentional about the situations that you put yourself in. Realize that if you want to be seen as Christian, then you need to act as such, which brings me to my next point. Number four, practice what you preach. The next Christian advice on dating is that one of the worst things that Christian women can do is not be who she says she is, which I have a separate blog post on, and you can click the link down below to read that. If you say you want to abstain from sex, then at every chance you get, you accidentally sleep with the man. The man may sleep with you, but really he is losing respect for you. If you say you are a good Christian woman, but every chance you get, you curse like a sailor, gossip, and are rude, then that is going to change his perceptions of you. All this really means is that if you are a godly woman, then be a godly woman. If you are an unbeliever, then be that. But don't be both. Choose a side. There's nothing worse than a woman saying she is godly, but deep down she is a Jezebel, which I have a video on that you can watch down below. It'll make you look like a fake, and it'll be hard for any man to trust you if you are not who you portray yourself to be. To further prove my point, I want to give you the account of Esther, which I wrote a blog about, and you can click the link down below to read. It is showing the importance of having a good reputation when it comes to a relationship. Now, Esther was winning favor in the eyes of all those who saw her, Esther 2.15. Queen Esther was not fake, backstabbing, conniving, rude, or cold-hearted. She was a woman who people loved to be around, and for that, the king chose her. So if you are a woman... So if you are a Christian woman, then don't be one of those fake ones that say one thing on Sunday and every other day of the week you're the devil. Just like you're looking for a godly man, the man you are dating is looking for a godly woman. And if that is you, you need to be that and not wishy-washy with your faith or who you are as a Christian. Number five, put some clothes on. The next Christian advice on dating is to be mindful of your clothes. I am so passionate about this that I'm actually going to start with a Bible verse that backs up what I'm saying. Because even if you don't like hearing these things from me, then surely as a Christian you can accept that it came from the Bible. I want women to be modest in their appearance. They should wear decent and appropriate clothing and not draw attention to themselves by the way they fix their hair or wearing gold or pearls or expensive clothes. Once again, I want to take an excerpt from my book for single women, Fix It Jesus for Single Women Only, that you can click the link down below to buy. I believe in being cute and I also believe in being classy, but let me be so real with you. This whole I can wear my butt out, my breasts out, and have my camel toe out and no man better say anything to me and yes, I am still a Christian woman attitude has to stop, so stop slut shaming me. Girl, stop playing. Of course, men are going to look at you as just sex because you look like a big ball of sex. The same effort it took you to walk around as half naked is the same effort it could have taken you to put some clothes on. I'm not telling you to dress like a nun because I don't dress like a nun. What I'm telling you is to respect yourself and that is reflected in the way that you present yourself. 
If you would not wear it in front of God, do not wear it in front of the man you are dating. A godly man will understand and respect a woman who is not letting everything that the good Lord gave her hang out. A godly man will also respect a woman that is not out here trying to look overly sexy for attention. And this really goes with the last two tips that I previously gave you. How can you present yourself as a good Christian woman with everything hanging out? And when you dress provocatively around someone you're dating and are attracted to, you are putting both of you in a bad position to slip up. If you look like sex, then it's possible that you two will end up having sex. And if you are at a loss on what to wear, then I want you to get my year-long capsule wardrobe ebook that you can download absolutely free. It will give you fashionable and appropriate outfit suggestions for what to wear on all occasions, even dates. Number six, pray about it. The last Christian advice on dating is to pray. The wonderful thing about being a Christian is, is that you are trying to do things God's way and as a Christian you have the ability to pray and to talk to God about any situation. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Philippians 4.6 In other words, you can pray about anything and God can give you the answer to anything. When you are dating someone... Pray for God to give you strength to not have sex. Pray about if you should even be wasting your time with this guy and pray about a man's intention for you. I'm a firm believer in not wasting time on men who are not really meant to be in your life anyway and will end up causing you more harm than good. So praying about it and really opening your eyes to a man's true intention and who and who he really is instead of him showing you what he wants you to see about himself is important and requires the discernment from God. So there you have it. Here are six amazing pieces of advice on Christian dating that I feel you just need to follow as a Christian woman. It protects you by keeping you from sleeping around, keeping you from being unequally yoked from him, and really helps you date a Christian man that has similar beliefs to you and are what you lo are looking for in a relationship. And once again, if you know a Christian woman who is dating, then go ahead and get my book specifically for Christian single women fix it Jesus for single women only you can click the link down below to buy